We are in part two of a four-part series called Tempted. And of course, everybody faces temptation. How many of you know that's true? We just face it in different kinds of ways. Temptation is a fact of life. Now next week, part three, I think this is going to be my favorite of all the weeks. We're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit can give you strength to help you overcome temptation. In week four, we're going to look at the reality that whatever you feed grows and what you starve dies. All right? We're going to talk about how to feed ourselves spiritually so that you can have God's strength inside of your life to be the person that God has created you to be. So as we get started, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you to do something for me. And that is, if you would, would you prayerfully listen to this message through the lens of what is perhaps your greatest one or two temptations that you face in your life? Now, this is really important. I want you to listen and experience this teaching through the lens of something that you may have as a struggle in your life. And I want you to ask yourself this question. What is your biggest temptation? What is your biggest temptation? And if you're comfortable writing down on your message notes, there's a place you can write it down. If you're comfortable writing it down, I would love for you to do that. If it's something that's like nasty and hairy and you're afraid that the person next to you will go, "Ah," right, you're okay, you can just kind of slip past that, that's all right. But if you can, write down what your greatest temptation is. Let me just give you a few ideas to kind of get things rolling. Some of you, it could be uh, that your biggest struggle right now is overeating, overeating. Or it could be an addiction to sugar, right? I'm not asking you to volunteer for that, all right? It's all right. We got you. But, you know, what is, what is yours? Some of you, it could be overspending. You just know that you spend way too much money. And when something's on sale, all of a sudden you just lose all power of resistance, right? And you tell yourself that you saved money. You tell your spouse you've saved money. But you know better than that, right? And so inside of there, you find yourself spending money that you don't have to buy things that you really don't need. For some of you, it may be a substance, right? There's, and this is incredibly common. There's something in a bottle or something that maybe you're smoking or something like that that has more power over you than you have the ability to resist. And you find yourself needing it just to carry you through the day. Uh, some of you, uh, maybe you're battling with lust. And the reality is, according to statistics, that, that could be very uh, quite a few of you, a big percentage. You're looking at things that fuel your lust and maybe you're acting out on it. And you're hating it, and you wish that you wouldn't do it. You don't want to, but you end up doing it anyway. Some of you, you're tempted to criticize. Matter of fact, you take criticism to a spiritual gift level, right? And already you've thought about 14 things you don't like about this message, and we're just getting started. Some of you, you're going to kick back and say, you know what, I'm glad old so-and-so is listening to this message because they really need it. Me, I'm good. I don't need it so much. You know, I don't struggle with these temptations, but I'm glad they're here. Do me a favor on your notes, just put a very big P right there in capital letters for pride. Because the truth is, is that we are all vulnerable to temptation somewhere. So because of that, what I hope that you'll do this morning is you'll listen to this message through that lens of whatever your greatest temptation or temptations might be. Now, I want to touch on our key text. We looked at it last week, and we'll look at it every week in this series. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It's a verse that's very truthful, gives us a lot of hope. 
It says, so if you think you're standing firm, in other words, if you're looking at this and saying, you know, this is for everybody else, I don't have a problem, I'm good, everything's working great in my life. If you think you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. Because we all know that pride comes before a fall, right? Then it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what? Say it out loud with me. Except what is, come on, say it, try, try it again. Except what is common to man. In other words, in other words, to be vulnerable uh, is to be human. And to be vulnerable to temptation is human. Don't ever think that you're above it. Don't ever think in a moment, you know, have this idea, hey, I can't be tempted because that's the moment where you're really going to be tempted. For example, many of you know that I lost a good bit of weight last year. And during that time, I actually kind of started to think, well, I've got this, right? It's not a problem. It's not a problem in my life. I'm doing disciplined eating. Everything is good, right? When I was younger, I used to be able to eat anything and everything I wanted just all the time. I just could. I could go out and knock down four Krispy Kremes and not even blink, all right? It was just a part of where I was. But as I got older, I realized, you know what? I can't do this anymore, I can't eat the way that I used to. Anybody else been there? Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Okay, a few of you. All right. I recognized that I needed to change my eating, <clears throat> my eating habits. Well, what I'm going to tell you is the dead truth. It was with the help of God that I was able to do that because God really gave me the strength to change my eating. I believe that he renewed my mind. I believe he changed my appetites. And I began to think, maybe a little pridefully, I've got this down until... Vicky came home with some Krispy Kreme donuts. Right? I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? They are the absolute best donuts of all time. Now, one of the reasons that I think that I'm not vulnerable to eating a bunch of junk is that Vicky doesn't buy a lot of junk. She doesn't bring a lot of junk into our house. So we were eating pretty good. But she brings home these Krispy Kreme donuts. And so I tried to ignore them. They were on a table back behind, like my chair is here facing this way. They were on the table behind me, and I'm trying to ignore them. You know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to ignore them. I'm trying to pretend that they're not there, but there was like this light shining down from heaven. There was this aura that was just kind of like shining onto these Krispy Kreme donuts, and so I just, you know, kind of kept looking back, you know, over my shoulder, just kind of glancing at them, you know, and I'm thinking, no, get thee behind me, Krispy Kreme, right? I will not back down. I'll not back down. I'm just not with no plan for those Krispy Kreme donuts in my life. But then just a few minutes later, I'm sitting in my chair and my mind is in fantasy land. I'm thinking, you know what? Isn't it amazing how they make those things so light that when you put them in your mouth, they just kind of like melt in your mouth. How is that even possible? It's just like the coolest thing ever. And so I'm thinking about them, and in my mind is just having these little Krispy Kreme thoughts. And finally I think, you know, I, I'm just going to get up and just go check on them to make sure they're okay. All right? No harm. There's no harm in just looking at them, right? And so I go over, and the next minute, like minutes later, I am covered in glaze. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about. I'm snarking down Krispy Kreme donuts like nobody's business. And I would have probably ate every single one of them if Vicky hadn't stopped me. All right? Listen, the moment you think you are standing firm is when you are the most vulnerable. Those who say, you know what, I really don't need this, I don't need this message, well, you probably need it most of all. 
The reality is that many times people feel incredibly guilty when they're tempted. You know, I'm a failure as a Christian because I was tempted again. See, the truth is, to be human is to be tempted. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way, just like we are, except without sin. Coming to Christ doesn't mean that you won't be tempted. It means proclaiming war on the temptation that is already there. Thank you. Thank you for that very silent almost amen as it came across. And if you guys don't amen me, I'll amen myself. Amen, Pastor. You're preaching it now. Listen, the good news is that you don't have to fight the battle alone. This is what the Bible says. Paul is writing, and in verse 13 he says, And God is faithful. Even when we are faithless, he is faithful. He will not let us be what? Tempted beyond what we can bear. Now this is great news. When you are tempted, every single time you are tempted, what will God provide? A way out so that you can endure it. Now quite honestly, so many people that I talk to uh, have been gripped by temptations that are so strong, something that seems to have so much power that it's almost above their ability to resist. I believe that God is going to minister some hope and some faith to you today. That every single time you are tempted, God will give you a way out. So what I want to talk about today, I want to talk about how to resist temptation. And in order to understand how to resist, you need to understand the process. There's a process of temptation. I read an article that talked about the five steps that happens in our lives every single time you are tempted to do something wrong. Five things happens every time you can always see it. Sometimes it happens over a course of days, sometimes over a course of weeks or months or even years, or you can actually go through all five of them in a matter of minutes, all right? If you're taking notes, and I hope you are, these are the steps towards temptation and sin. The first is a thought, a thought. It all begins with a thought, everything. Then it moves into the imagination. You begin to think about it. Then some form of justification. In other words, you begin to make excuses for why it's okay. Then the next step is we make a choice and then sin. So the five steps, thought, imagination, justification, choice, and sin. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Thought, I would like a Krispy Kreme donut. All right? Imagination, I can taste it melting in my mouth. I can just taste it. You know, justification. I haven't had anything in a long time. I've been working very hard. A couple of donuts are not going to make a difference. They're not going to hurt me. Choice. I'm just going to go check on the box of donuts. Bam, donuts gone, right? Sin. (laughs) All right, thought. Maybe your thought for some of you is, you know what, I'd like to go out and buy another outfit. All right. Now, buying an outfit obviously is not sin, but for you maybe it is. Maybe you've got 18, you've never worn, and you're in debt, and you made a promise that you're not going to buy anymore. So you have this thought that comes into your head. You know, I'm feeling kind of alone right now, feeling empty on the inside. Maybe buying an outfit would make me feel good. All right, imagination. I can just see the Instagram post right now. Oh, girl, you look so good. Smiley face, kissy face, heart, 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 fire. Right? <laughs> and you know, it's like, oof, man, just what I needed. Just what I needed. Justification. 
Justification. I haven't bought anything since Wednesday. Choice. Let's go online and see if there's any good sales. <gasps> Glory to God, there's a 25% off sale. We're good. This is God's provision. Sin. Thought. Yeah, I'm bored. I think I'll look and see what's on my phone. Imagination. I saw something there that I knew I shouldn't have been looking at, but I, I can't stop thinking about it. Justification. Man, it's no big deal. Everybody does this. Everybody looks. Besides, what nobody knows is going to hurt them anyway. So, hmm, choice. I, I'm just going to go and look. Click, 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 click. Sin. All right? Where does it start? It all starts here. It starts in our minds. It starts with a thought. We need to recognize that those first critical moments of temptation are far more important than you could ever imagine. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a decision. We're going to decide ahead of time, knowing that we are going to be tempted because you are going to be tempted with something. It may be different for each and every one of us, but you're going to be tempted with something. So we're making a decision ahead of time that we're going to decide how to resist the temptation so that we don't fall into something that hurts the heart of God and is destructive to ourselves or to the people around us. So how do we do it? How do we put up a fight? Well, James chapter 4, verse 7, basically shows us to do two things. First thing, if you're taking notes, is this. How are we going to fight? Well, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to fight is by submitting to God. Write that in your blanks. Submit to God. James says it this way. He says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How many of you have heard that verse before? Now, if you're like me, you probably have heard that verse, and every time you think of it, you think about, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to resist the devil, right? That's the first thing I'm supposed to do. I've got to fight against it. And James says, no, that's not the first thing you need to do. The first thing you need to do before you fight temptation is that you need to submit to God. Why? Because you don't have the strength to do it under your own power. Your fleshly sin nature is too weak. Listen, you were never designed to live the victorious life alone by yourself. God wanted to put you into a community of people, and God wanted you to be connected to him so that you wouldn't have to do this by yourself. We all need the help of Christ. See, that's why every temptation is an invitation to depend on Christ. So we submit ourselves to God. Now, what does that mean to you? Submitting yourself to God. Look, I mean a lot of things. How do you submit to God? Well, for some of you, submitting to God might be first by just acknowledging, hey, you know what? I blew it. That was sin. I messed up. I know that it was wrong. And that's where you need to start. See, we live in a culture of, of masterful justifiers. Well, you know what? I mean, everybody else does it, right? Everybody else does it. I mean, that's just, it's just the way it is nowadays. This is the way God made me anyway. It's, if, if God didn't want me to have this desire, he wouldn't have given it to me. And I deserve this. And, and nobody else knows. This is, this is just my one little thing. We, we justify it. Listen to me very carefully, and I want you to hear this. If you're doing anything that is inconsistent with God's word, that's sinful behavior. And some of you need to start right there by acknowledging it. This is wrong. This is wrong. Some of you, you know it's wrong, but you're too proud to get help. Some of you need to submit to God and say, yes, God, I need help. Submit yourself to God. Now, I don't know what that means to you, but let me give you an idea of what it means to me. 
right? Submission to God, very honestly, is a daily decision that I have to make. And I make it daily. Why? Because I'm easily distracted. I really, really am. I can be all into God. God, I am here for your glory. God, I am trusted. Ooh, shiny thing, shiny thing, right? I am very easily distracted. And so for me, it's a daily thing. Every single day, I make a decision without exception to submit myself and submit my day to God. That's why I start my mornings with a quiet time where I read the Word of God every single day. And by the way, just so that you know, I'm not just reading for what I'm going to be preaching on Sunday. I actually read for my day, for me. Just a little time for me. It has nothing to do with what I'm studying or teaching. on. It's me reading the Word so that God can speak into my life, so that He can work like a sword and, and, and separate those wrong desires from what His plan and His purpose is for my life. That's what I want God to do. I want God to come alive in my quiet time so that He is setting the course for my day. So I submit my day to him. And I can just tell you, when I've done that, when I've submitted my life to God like that, it just becomes easier to resist temptation. And when I'm not submitted to God, I'm as vulnerable as the worst person you know. I can struggle with temptation. So I don't allow that to have any foothold. I daily submit myself to God. Remember last week? Last week we defined temptation as this. Temptation is anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. It's anything that, that, causes, uh, that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. It promises, hey, look, if you do this, if you follow after this, if you give into this, if you go with that thought that you have in your mind, you're going to be satisfied. It promises satisfaction, but at the cost of obedience to God. So when the temptation comes, you have a choice. I can rely on God or I can rely on something I'm drinking that medicates me, that helps me feel good. Or I can rely on God. I can rely on something that I smoke that I think is going to help me or I can rely on God. I can rely on food. This tastes so good. It's a reward or this brings me comfort. Or I can rely on God. By the way, this is one I had to struggle with this week. You know, as I'm dealing with the the the. The, the death and the, the celebration of life today of my mom and all of that sort of stuff. Man, I've been comfort food eating. Anybody else been there? You know what I'm talking about? And I've been doing that this week. And I had to sit down and have a talk with God and say, God, I have been doing that to find comfort when the truth is my comfort comes from you. And this is just a poor substitute of what the Holy Spirit wants to do by bringing comfort into my heart. Man, I could rely on food or I can rely on God. We can take a legitimate sexual need and meet it in an illegitimate way and rely on it, or we can choose to rely on God and His standards, man, and rely on that, which promises satisfaction. And we, 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 a lot of times, man, we think we're going to get satisfaction from the wrong things, but we need to get our satisfaction from the true one who gives satisfaction and brings joy when we make that choice. Everybody with me? See, that's why I daily submit to God. Because the lies and the temptations of this world can be so appealing. 
All right? Therefore, God, today, I'm going to give you every part of my being. I'm going to submit my day to you. I'm going to trust you with this day that you've given me. I believe that you have a plan and a purpose and a destiny for me today. I believe that you're going to put people in my path that I can make a difference in their lives. I believe there's going to be times where the enemy is going to come and try and distract me or pull me off that mission or make me go in another direction. But I'm not going to do that because I've got my trust in you, God. My eyes are set upon you. My desire is to do your will. I don't want to get caught up in doing the wrong thing. I don't even want to do a good thing. I want to do the right thing. I want to be focused on you. And that is my desire. And when I do that, it is incredibly easier, so much easier to resist temptation. And when I don't, it's just incredibly harder. So what do we do? We submit our whole lives to God. All right? Now, the second thing that we do, if you're taking notes, is obvious. Now, we resist the devil. Everybody say, we resist the devil. <laughs> we submit ourselves to God, and we resist the devil. How many of you have ever heard somebody say, you know, well, I just couldn't resist it. I've tried, I've tried, I just could not resist it. How many of you have ever heard somebody say that? Well, I want to say to you today, you can resist in Christ. I mean, you can Those are great places to say amen, right? With Christ, you can resist. So James the Apostle writes, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will what? He'll flee from you. Resist the devil. Now let me give you an example. In in our neighborhoods these days, it used to not be like this. I guess it's probably in, in the last few years, all of a sudden we're starting to see a lot of bears in our neighborhoods. How many of you, just out of curiosity, have actually seen a bear or know that there's been a bear in your neighborhood? Look around. Look at the hands. They're just all over the place, right? We were coming home one night. We were driving in the car. It was just right after dark, and we drove up and I, right at the end of our driveway, I had taken our, our trash can receptacles and put them on the end of the road so that the, the, the garbage people could come by and pick them up. And as we were driving up, I looked and I said, what is that? And there was a bear with the, my trash can lid up like this, and he's looking inside. Like he's at a buffet or something, right? He's just kind of checking it all out. And we come driving up, and I look at the bear. The bear looks at me, and I'm driving a big car with lights that are flashing on him. So he takes off and he runs. But that started a thought in my head, right? And you probably had this thought. What am I going to do if I am face-to-face with a bear and I'm not in the car, right? What are you going to do in that moment? I mean, have you ever thought that through? I mean, do you have kind of like a bear plan in your head, right? All right? Well, I, I do, right? Because here's my thinking, and, you, and, and if you've got a better plan, please educate me after the service. I will be glad to listen. Here's my plan as it stands right now, unless some of you have a better one. And that is, if a bear, if you start to run, that's not going to work because the bear is faster. It will chase you down, and you will get clawed from behind. If you try to go up a tree, bears can climb trees too. They are still going to claw you. So here's my plan. My plan is to bluff. I'm going to try and bluff the bear. If the bear is coming at me immediately after I freak out and wet myself, I am going to lift my hands up real high in the air. I'm going to make myself as big as possible, and I'm going to roar at the bear. Right? Will it work? Maybe. I hope I don't ever have to find out. All right? But that's true. Now, in a very real sense, that's the same thing you need to do when you're attacked by the evil one. 
You've already submitted yourself to God, all right? So your confidence is not in yourself. Your confidence is in Christ who is inside of you. So whenever the enemy comes up against you, with every bit of faith inside of you, just look at him and... I mean, seriously, just roar at him. Because greater is he that is than he that is. That's right. You recognize that Christ is in you, is stronger than the wrong desires inside of you. You acknowledge and you recognize, listen to me, that we are in a war. Christianity is not a playground, it's a battleground. And we really need to understand that. Ephesians says that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers of this dark world. What we do literally is we fight. We fight. We fight with weapons that are not of this world. Scripture says that our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, what are strongholds? Strongholds, sometimes in your life, maybe there's something that you're kind of just flirting around with. You know, it's not really right. It doesn't seem like that big a deal. So you just kind of allow it into your life. What that is, that's a foothold. It's a place where the enemy comes in and he just establishes a little foothold. Now, when he establishes a foothold in your life, you know what he wants to do? He wants to grow it into a stronghold. What is a stronghold? Stronghold is something that you feel that you can't resist. It's something that has power over you. It's those the strongholds are those things that have held you hostage for years. And some of you, I just want to say, I'm going to speak prophetically into your life right now. What I'm about to say to you is going to help you change. Because some of you have looked at your life and you just go, this is just the way I am. It's just the way I think. It's just the way I do. I've tried to quit. I've tried to change. I've tried to do this. I've, I've, I've tried, you know, not to think lustfully. I've tried not to overeat. I've tried not to overspend. I've tried to quit gambling. I just can't do it. It's the way I'm wired. I've tried to stop drinking. I've tried to stop using illegal substances. I've tried. I just can't do it. That thing has become a stronghold in your life. But listen to me today. You have divine power. You have powerful weapons. What kind of weapons do you have? You have the power of prayer. I mean, we can take our request to God who hears us and begins to work on our behalf. I can't tell you how many times we've seen people that have left prayers for us to pray for over the week and have called us and said, God moved mightily on our behalf. And we know that it was the prayers of people. Prayer makes a difference. We have the helmet, the Bible says, of salvation, which guards our mind and guards our thoughts. All right? We have the breastplate of righteousness. It means that we are in right standing. We are in right relationship with God. We have the shield of faith, which says quenches the fiery darts that the enemy is trying to throw your way. We have the belt of truth, man, which is, which is uh, the, 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 the truth of the Word of God. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will what? set you free. And then it says our shoes are prepared with the gospel of the readiness of peace. You know what that means? That means that when temptation comes your way, you can say, I knew you were coming and I'm already ready for you. I knew you were coming. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And then you fight back. You've been prepared. You've already submitted yourself to God. You know that his strength is inside of you. His word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's in my heart. You stand your ground. Who's, I like him, man. 
I like him. He's roaring. He's got it. All right? I've already submitted myself to God. God is with me today. I've predecided not to give in to temptation. I know that God's strength is with me, and then I fight back. Here's a powerful thought, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down today because this is really something you need to think about. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to eliminate it whenever you can. And this is so good, I want to say it again. One of the best ways to resist temptation uh, is to eliminate it whenever you can. For example, I want you to listen to this advice. This is from Solomon, who was talking to his young son. And in Proverbs 4, 14 and 15, this is what... This is what Solomon is saying. And these verses really kind of crack me up. You need to read them in the thought of a father talking to their son. All right? And so here's what he says. This is basically how he's telling him to stay out of temptation. He says, Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the ways of evildoers. What he's saying? He's saying, don't even go there. Don't even go down that path. Don't even do it. Just stay away from it. Now watch this, son. In case you weren't paying attention, I'm going to say it several different ways. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it. Go your own way. You can go your own way. Okay, just I'm seeing if you're tracking with me. All right? So, so imagine the son. He's going, I got it, Dad. I understand. No, I don't think you're listening to me, son. Get out of Dodge. Run, Forrest. Run. Avoid it. Stay away from it. Don't get close to it. One of the best ways to resist temptation is to avoid it and eliminate it whenever you can. In fact, I'll be real honest with you, and, and I hope you're not, man, I really hope you're not disillusioned by this, but I want to tell you the truth. And I've got people that can verify this 100%. Long before I was a pastor, I was actually a man. Yeah, that's right, dead true, 100%. I was human. I was human. Before I started glowing in the dark and my Bible started hovering you know, over my desk, I was an actual human being. You guys are no fun whatsoever. <laughs> You're not any fun at all. I'm telling you, I just don't understand. No, what I'm saying is I'm a man. I'm just like you. I'm vulnerable. I struggle just like everybody else does. I am capable of sin. And I don't know if you know this, but guys can struggle really hard visually. Visually. I mean, everybody can, but for whatever reason, guys, it's like, ooh, you know, something catches our eye right? And, and, and so I know as a man that I can be vulnerable to seeing the wrong things. So here's what I've done. I've decided, I've predecided that I'm going to be careful about anything like that. And so even when we're watching TV, and Vicki can tell you because she sees me do it all the time, if there's something that's on television that I know that I don't want to see, if the Victoria's Secret commercial comes on, I turn my head. If there's something on TV, and, if it's, and sometimes I will not only turn my head, we'll mute the TV until it's over. We're just, I just don't want that inside of me. I don't want to risk it. When it comes to my, my phone or my computer, Vicki knows all my passwords, and I know all hers. She can look at mine at any time, and I can look at hers any time. And, and what am I doing? We're, I'm eliminating temptation. Oh, come on, Pastor Robert. Are you really saying you're that weak? Well, that's one question you could ask. Another person might say, I never knew that our pastor was this wise. This is an important thing. See, honestly, I love my wife. I love my job. I love being a pastor. I've, I've got a lot to lose. And I realize that I can be just as vulnerable as anybody else. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask myself this question. 
Why in the world would I resist temptation in the future if I have the power to eliminate it today? See, for some of you, man, this is your moment. This is the game changer. Why would I resist temptation in the future if I had the power to eliminate it today? Now, how does that play out in your life? Well, think about it like this. If you're a person and your weakness is chips, you just love chips, then when you go to Walmart, stay out of the chip aisle. (laughs) Don't even go there. Matter of fact, just go to the toilet paper aisle. You can't get into any trouble on the toilet paper aisle. (laughs) All right? Uh, If you've got a problem with alcohol, don't go to the bars. Just don't go. And when you go to the gas station, pay outside so you don't even have to go inside where the alcohol is. If you're overcoming drugs, don't get around somebody who's struggling with drugs because that's what you're going to try and do. If you go to the gym and you're sitting in the gym and you're struggling in the gym as you're checking every single person out in that gym, then listen to me. Don't go to the gym. Work out at home. Use an app. If you're at work and you've met somebody, and you're about to give in and do something wrong and maybe have an affair with somebody, you know you're vulnerable. You know you are. So switch departments or switch your job. You say, are you serious? Yes, I am dead serious. This is important stuff. Get yourself out of there. When you go into the, when you go into the closet and you see a thing of Krispy Kremes, ah, I didn't see that. I didn't realize that was going to be in there, right? What do you do? Well, we're going to talk about that more in the weeks to come. But there's several things you could do. One, you could throw them away. You could. You could, you could, you could, you could run away from them. You can quote Scripture, which, by the way, is actually a very powerful weapon that you have that we're going to talk about in week four. But here's what I do. I call somebody. I've got people in my life who know me. They know the good, the bad, and the ugly of my life. They know, they know me. They're people that I can be accountable to. And they're people that I can call and say, hey, I'm really struggling right now. And here's what my struggle is. And they're not going to judge me. They're going to just walk me through it. And they're going to help me. And I'm going to do the same thing for them. And you need people like that in your life. You do. It's so important because listen to me. Sin grows best in the dark. All right? So I bring it to the light. And when I bring it to the light, suddenly it doesn't have as much power. I always take it to Jesus. The moment it becomes a thought, I am prepared. My mind is already submitted to Christ. I've already agreed. I'm not going to look at something. I'm not going to say something I shouldn't. I'm not going to act in some way that I shouldn't. The moment it becomes a thought, I immediately go to Jesus because Hebrews 2.18 says this. Because Jesus himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to bring help to those who are being tempted. He's able to help us who are being tempted. See, my Jesus is not sitting sitting on the right hand of God the Father looking down at me and saying, look, he blew it, he messed up again, and he just keeps messing up. He blows it over and over again. No, my Jesus is sitting next to God and he's saying, I'm there to help him. I want to help walk him through this. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires inside of me. Why? Because our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. And he will never let you be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. Our God will always provide a way out. Bow your heads with me. Father, I just thank you. I pray today that in your presence... 
that your Holy Spirit would equip us to serve you faithfully and to help us find and take the way out. As you're praying today, I want to ask you a couple of questions. And I want you just to be real honest because you're only as strong as you're honest. Question one, is there some reoccurring temptation, some vulnerability, something that you're struggling with, some weakness that you need God's help to overcome? That's the first question that that I want to ask. And the the answer is, if we're truthful, that probably every one of us is going to say yes to this. But there's some area that we struggle in. We know it's a struggle and we've got to work on it. If you're alive, the answer is probably yes to that one. Second question, is there something that you can do, some way that you can do something today to eliminate it or at least distance yourself from that temptation? Is there something you can do to put a distance between you and that point where you're weak or vulnerable? The first question I'll ask you to participate by raising your hands. Those of you who say, you know what, there is something in me that I'm dealing with, I'm human, I need God's help to overcome this. I really need his help. Would you just raise your hands right now? Can I just see them? Hold them up all over. Yeah. Go ahead and put your hands down. The rest of you are fibbing. Second question, all right? We, we recognize there's a vulnerability. Now we need to recognize that there's something that we can do to eliminate a future future. Uh, temptation. At least put distance between ourselves and the temptation. If you recognize that this morning, would you just raise your hand so that I can see you? Just hold it up. See, you realize what you just realized? You realize that there's something you can do today to prepare you for victory tomorrow. Father, I pray for every person here. I thank you for those who are honest and really desire your power to help them become free. God, we thank you that he whom the Son has set free, Jesus, is free indeed. Lord, we thank you, God, that Christ in us is stronger than the wrong desires inside of us. Father, I pray that, that we would be submitted to you daily, submitting our whole lives to you, knowing that when we're submitted to you, it's even easier to resist temptation than when we're not. So, Father God, we submit to you. I thank you that you've shown many of us something we can do to at least distance ourselves or eliminate ourselves out of way from that distance, that temptation. Some people might wonder, you know, are we so weak that we need to do that? Well, we're going to tell ourselves that we might be weak or we might also be wise. We're not going to fight something that we can eliminate. So God, thank you today that you've already shown us something we can do to find a way out. As you keep praying today, I believe that God is going to do a really life-transforming work as His Holy Spirit ministers to us. Maybe there's some of you right now and you recognize uh, that you have a deep need for God. You truly need Him. Here's what's important. The Bible says that Jesus was born without sin that Jesus never sinned. He was tempted in every way, just like we are, but he did not sin. That's why when he died on the cross and he rose from the grave, the scripture says that anyone who calls upon his name will be saved. That's why you're here today. And you know it. You need his grace. You know you need it. Call on him today. If that's you, and you would just say, Robert, I need that. I need to be in the right relationship with him. Would you just raise your hand? I want to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Anybody else? I just need to be in a right relationship with him. I want to ask you to pray a prayer with me. You can just repeat this prayer after me. You don't have to say it out loud. God will hear you. Just say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I surrender to you. Be the Lord of my life. Be my Savior. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can serve you every day of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give a big hand to everybody? So here's my prayer for you this week, is that you would come and say, God, I'm submitting my day to you. I'm going to live my life for you. Lord, you've got a plan for me today. This is not just on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every day of the week. God, I'm submitting my day to you. God, use it for your glory. Lead me where you want me to go. Help me to stay away from the things that I need to resist. And I'm going to eliminate the issues so that I don't have to fight something tomorrow that I can eliminate or resist today. And Father, I'm going to trust you and believe you in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Listen, next week is my favorite of these, this series, I think. It is, I'm going to be talking about life in the Spirit. I'm going to talk about how the Holy Spirit comes in and gives us the strength to be overcomers. Don't forget to say hello to uh, Ryan and Chris Haney in the foyer. They'll be out there. They've got a table there. And I'd love for you to get to know them. Uh, the softball, I mean baseball game, uh, Wahoo Stadium, Tuesday night, what time? 6.35. Tickets will be at will, call. at will Call. So that's what you need to know on that. But if you have any questions, call the church office during the week. Celebration of Life service for my mom's at 2 o'clock in Milton at First Baptist Church for any of those of you that would like to come out. Hey, I want to pray one more prayer. Prayer blessing as you go. Father, thank you for each and every person that's here. I pray that you bless them, pour your spirit out upon them, Give them wisdom and anointing. I pray, Father, that, that, that you would give them favor in the eyes of people that they come in contact with. And Lord, I pray that you would give them divine opportunities where they could tell other people the story of what you've done in their life in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great, great week.